Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them, yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. And welcome back to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Hi, guys. How are you both? Nice to see you. Well, I have, um, been having quite the time because Ernie, my baby dog, broke his wrist. And what was really crazy about it was so he had to get surgery and it was super stressful. The injury happened at like 1 a.m. We had to drive to the vet hospital and I was in Vermont at the time with my family and the nearest vet hospital was an hour away. They told us it'd be a six hour wait when we got there. But I have never felt like such a maternal instinct in my life that there was like nothing that was going to stop me. Cause like when he got hurt, it was the worst noise I have ever heard from a dog, like an absolute shriek. And like, he could not put any weight on his paw. So we drove like the hour to get to the vet hospital. It was 2 a.m. by the time we got there. We didn't leave until 4.30 a.m. Had to drive back. So I went to sleep at 6 a.m. Then the next day, got up at 10 a.m. He like pawing me with his little cast. And um, we drove the five hours back to Philly to admit him overnight to Penn Hospital. And they were amazing. Penn Vet, incredible. Um, But like the vet that we saw in the middle of nowhere told me that they heard a heart murmur on Ernie. And like, besides me already freaking out about the fact that he had to get surgery on his wrist, I now hear that he has a heart murmur. And then, so anyway, we take him to PenVet. They have five different vets at PenVet. Listen to it. No heart murmur, but he gets surgery by the next morning. And like, they told me, okay, we're going to call you back within two to three hours when he gets it from the anesthesia. Three and a half hours later, they would, they call me back and everything went well. He's fine. He has to be in like a crate or a pen for the next eight weeks. So he's like really unhappy about that. He has a cone on his head for the next two weeks, but, um, motherly instinct is real. Cause I like, have never been the person who was like, oh, I need to have kids. Like I've always been like more career oriented. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't need to bore everybody with saying this, but like, I've always been more career oriented than like, I want the wedding dress. I want the big wedding. I want kids, but like, I don't know, for some reason this year, I was like, I really need a dog when my dog died. And, um, when there is like the possibility of having like your baby taken away from you, like it is scary. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that's just like innate instincts that like when you love like something that's so dependent on you so much that it comes out, but like maternal instincts is real. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. My poor nephew. No, Mm -hmm. really sad. 
I'm glad that he got the help that he needs, but yeah, I agree. I got really attached to, I wouldn't call him my ex, but it was someone that I was talking to for the last two years. Um, and I got attached to his dogs and I definitely have been through some scares with them. And it's weird because it does kick in uh, when yeah. you don't feel like you have it. Cause I don't feel like I have that maternal no. energy. Like, I need to be mothered. Exactly. I, I'm the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my mom? Which brings me to another really funny uh, Brian moment. We should have like a label for these that are like good Brian moments. So I think <laughs> I mentioned on an episode that I set up Brian's best friend with my best friend and they now are dating and in this like very loving relationship and it's beautiful but now that Brian has seen these two together I am definitely being compared to that relationship so the other day this man has the audacity to say to me uh maybe you should do my laundry (sighs) whoa hell no what is he And I was like, uh, uh, I'm sorry. And he was like, Alicia does Bo's laundry. <laughs> well, that is rich. Like, ain't that nice for wow. them? That oh, they- my goodness. <laughs> right. No. And I was like, really, can I do my own laundry? Like, I'm <laughs> home bringing my laundry to my mom. Oh so my I just wanted to say that, you know, all my talk about uh, maternal instinct, I still cannot take care of both myself and my boyfriend. <laughs> Motherfucking Brian, he should be doing his own laundry, okay? This is not on you. This is on this is a bad Brian moment. It's not a good Brian bad moment. Bad Brian moment. Not <laughs> not an ideal moment. But you know, you gotta give people like the full picture of a relationship. Yeah. And you can't be that perfect, you know. Like, Brian's not so perfect. The concept of like these relationships. Podcasts are about being about real people, okay, guys. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you about what happens behind closed doors. This man's asking me to do his laundry. <laughs> man well hopefully this never happens to brian and he doesn't turn into your ex but today we want to talk about can you stay friends with your ex is it possible or is it just a hoax Ash, i'm curious what about the example you gave with the dog that you grew closer with and then and then separated with the owner um I kind of miss the dogs. I kind of don't really anymore. I think the attachment kind of just got cut. Um, I miss them in the beginning. And then I'm kind of just super over this person that anything affiliated with this person, I'm kind of really just uh, like grossed out about. Dogs were kind of old too. They were not that cute as I recall. One was old. Two were really cute puppies. Um, You know, I'm not going to shit on these puppies because they were super freaking cute, but very untrained. And, you know, that just says a lot about the owner. But, you know, I'm not going to talk to the owner either. You know, (laughs) I definitely have tried to stay friends with my ex and it's not going so well um, because this. Oh, man, I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) He has not lost feelings for me um, since we broke up, so I don't. I really don't think it's that possible to uh, remain friends with your ex unless your ex has completely changed their sexual orientation and is just not into, you know, women. And by staying friends, like you said that you've tried to stay friends, like you have communication with them where you're like, okay, we are explicitly friends here. Like what's, what's the parameters around like trying to stay friends and how does, how 
do you decipher between this is now trying to stay friends or this person is trying to get back together with you? I mean, I'm not very clear. I'm just not a clear person. I feel like I'm I'm super mixed signals, sending out all the different signals and I'm just not clear with boundaries. So for me, it's more like the way that I act or treat the person rather than being like, we are just friends, nothing else, you know? Um, And I do have a very flirty personality, so I can see why it doesn't ever work in my favor to be friends with my ex because it just comes across as I want to get back together or I have feelings or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to work on that. You know, me and my therapist are are at it. So, yeah. What about you guys? I'm not like super convinced on this notion. Um, And I say that because, okay, one, I like feel pleasant towards many of my exes. Like I, if I saw them, I would for sure like give them a hug. I'd ask how they're doing, but do I like, am I about to text them and ask like what's going on with them? Like probably not. And I kind of think that's like a healthy thing. Like I think it would be, I think if I were to text my exes right now and out of the blue years and years, at least five years has gone by since I've spoken with any of them and ask how they're doing, like it would be a little bit strange. And like, you know, maybe I'll respond to one of their like, you know, Instagram stories or they'll respond to mine and I can like it or I could be pleasant. I don't know. Maybe like that's more about me and like none of my exes were that impactful on me that like we need to maintain a friendship. I'm sure that there's like situations and I know of people who have been able to successfully do it, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just wonder if you are trying to stay in contact with your exes, like, are you really over it? Like, is the friendship kind of an excuse to maintain contact and um, like have a line, almost like the carrot, you know, being hung out to have some sort of like method or like way into communication going forward i agree i think the biggest underlying question would be why they're an ex they're an ex for a reason so why not leave that i mean if i were in that person's shoes like i would just leave it alone rather than continuing to maintain like communication with them or correspondence but yeah what do you do if someone were to be next to their partner and sees text messages coming in Mm. from the person that is considered the ex. Oh, this has happened to me. How do you handle not only oneself, but the situation at hand? Um, So as we've already established, I am a hypocrite. Um, So I think it's okay for me to be friends with my ex apparently. But if the person I was dating got a text message from his ex, I would flip out. I would completely not be okay with it. I would flip out internally because I'm not, you know, I just, um, I would be freaking out. And I wouldn't be happy with it. And I just, I don't think it's okay to be friends with your exes. And this is the hypocrite in me speaking, but I'm single, so I can do whatever I want. But if I was in a relationship, I would cut out all my exes because you've had that intimate relationship with someone. And the fact that they're in your life again, it just, it's not a good sign, especially if you're dating someone else. Like there's always going to be a potential um, of like, you know, like what if, so yeah, I just think it's, I think it's, um, it's just messy. Super messy. Well, I have two examples for this one um, with Brian's like most serious relationship other than me, that girlfriend texted him that she was in town and like wanted to see if he wanted to get coffee. And he like showed me the phone, like asked my opinion on it. And I said that I was uncomfortable with it because it was like a very toxic relationship for Brian that like went on for a very long time. And I personally did not feel comfortable with it because 
one, I knew like how this person made Brian feel. And I feel like I just had trouble like understanding why he would want to see that person after the way he was treated in that relationship. Um, So for me, like, I think the question you have to ask is like, what's the intention behind this? And like, from both parties. And I I know, obviously, we won't always know why that person wants to see you. But it is important to try to think about why, like, Mm -hmm. so that you don't get manipulated in this situation. The other situation that I like, am thinking about in this type of conversation is that like, so my most serious relationship other than Brian, and I would say like the most impactful relationship in my like, growing up besides Brian, I started talking to another, to an ex while I was in that relationship. And because I was talking to that ex, it ruined that relationship. And I heavily regret doing that. And I think the reason that I started talking to that ex while I was in that relationship was because I wasn't entirely over. Cause remember serial dating. So you don't like always give yourself the time to truly recover um, from your previous relationships, even when you enter other relationships. And I regret it because that was a really healthy relationship for me that I wish that I had like been fully available and present to really explore. And I, you know, I've come to terms with this. I think everything happens for a reason, but I just think that if you do have that urge to be friends with your ex or like maintain contact with them, like it is really important to think about if you are seeing somebody else, how that's going to make your current partner feel and having that open communication, I think makes that a lot less shady. And that just speaks to your and Brian's relationship because number one, he showed you and he wasn't being shady about it. And number two, you kind of approached it as a protective stance rather than a jealous stance. You know, that just shows that you guys have a very strong and solid relationship and that there's no need for jealousy. You're just being protective of someone that you really care about. But regardless, you would have been there for him, whatever he wanted to do and kind of just work through it with him. Yeah. So that's amazing, Lauren. Thank you so much. You're that so welcome. <laughs> that's awesome. And that being said, like, I think if one of my exes reached out to me, like to get coffee or whatever, I would definitely run it by Brian. And I don't have any like qualms with seeing them because I'm not like hung up on any of those relationships. Like I don't feel negative anymore. I don't hold grudges. Cause like I'm over it. Like I'd be curious to know what their lives look like. Not as great since I'm not in it, but, <laughs> but I'd be curious, yeah. you know, if Brian were comfortable with it, but, um, I just think it's more like a, if you are dying to be friends with your ex, like that's a questionable situation to me. Completely. I agree. And like, I love that there is that level of honesty because like, if there are going to be exchanges, like don't try and hide it or don't try and like minimize it. Like just be open and honest about it. Like there's no reason. Cause like, if anything, not talking about it or trying to cover it up or trying to pretend like, oh, I don't know why. Just like, well, really? Like, well, if you're also participating, then why not? Like, right. Just mm-hmm. be open. Just talk about it. So crazy. Yeah, we've talked yeah. before. Like, intention is everything. And in like the two examples that I gave you, like in my high school relationship that was incredibly impactful to me, I had bad intentions in talking to that ex. Like, I was not over it it was still like hanging on there and not something I could get over. And like, there was a lot of trauma in that past relationship, but like a great therapist could have prepared me a lot better for my next relationship so that I didn't need to be friends with that ex. 
Mm-hmm. And situation was when we're in a healthy relationship, we're a lot more adult and we're a lot more aware of the way people impact us. So like his intention, when that ex reached out to him telling me and being super transparent about it, like that's when, you know, you're in a healthier spot. So those are just like two different intentions for the purpose that I'm like showcasing these two different intentions is because I think that like, when you are asking yourself, like, can I be friends with my ex? Identify the intention behind it. What are you seeking to come out of this friendship? If it's literally just because you miss them, like as a friend, then fine. Like, you know, get coffee. As long as if you're in something else with somebody else, they're okay with it, then do it. But if you're trying to do it as like a a way to revive that relationship or that rekindle that romantic uh, ember, if you will, then that's another story. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to be very wise and reading that other person's intent, the ex's intentions, because they could just be trying to get back into your life to be mm-hmm. with you. And, you know, they don't care about the relationship that you're in. They don't respect it. So they're just trying to get you back and they're going to come in as, Hey, I miss you as a friend. I miss my best friend. You know, yeah. like I, I miss like just hanging out with you and, and it will start off very innocent. But if you have that ex that is trying to come back into your life like that, it is really important to see the signs and see what their intentions are. I actually have an ex who my mom is friends with their mom and like still see them from time to time. And she like informs me on updates on their well-being. I'm like, all right, that's about as much as I need to hear from them. So I'll take this like connection. That's lucky because um, the ex that I was talking about that, you know, I'm friends, friends with his parents are also friends with my parents and we're building a house right next door to theirs. So oh, no. oh my God, that's fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, please don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Wait, but are, but you are friends or not friends? We're friends, but I know that he wants to be more than friends. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> We're friends from my perspective. I led him to believe that it could be more than that. So I don't know how to have that conversation. And my therapist has been telling me to text him or call him and to be open with him, but I just, I can't do it. I don't know. I can't confront or have these like confrontational conversations with people. Osh be out here advising everybody. I know. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I told you. I just need to grow up. But I feel like you have maintained a friendship with one of your exes who has a small connection with my hometown. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a big connection with your hometown. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we have a healthy relationship. I wouldn't say he's strictly an ex because I also haven't put made that super clear to him that we're just friends. But we do have a very, we have a good friendship. We have a good relationship. And whenever I do see him, it's all love. A lot of love, huh? That's all I can say on that topic. But yeah, I don't, there's only one ex that I don't talk to because I blocked him on Instagram. I blocked his number um, and that was just a toxic one. But all the other people that I've had in my life that have been in relationships or small, even, you know, small relationships with we're friends. You chit chat with them positively. I chit chat with them positively. This guy that I dated in college, uh, we're actually really good friends now. He gives me dating advice. So he is the only one friend that has no intentions, um, no ill intentions. And he, he asked me about my dating life and gives me dating advice and is a very amazing human being that I'm glad that we're just friends. 
Mm, beautiful to hear. It's really rare. <laughs> I do have some complicated people from the past. So, I mean, it sounds like that you have effectively been able to be friends with your exes. Yes. I'd say people that I've stopped dating have done a pretty good job of, well, no, actually, no. There was a guy in college. We still, I mean, we're friends. We're cordial. It's been years since I've seen him though. But I mean, the last time I saw him, nothing happened. But What about your his friend boyfriend. went to Michigan, but you were best friends when you were growing up? Are you still friends with him? When we were best friends, that was back in high school. And then by the time we got to college, we really didn't keep in touch very often. But then when I ran into him years later, we got back in contact, but like we didn't pick up where we left off. Even though he had apologized for like how he had left things between us, like we were cordial, but um, I was actually, I became closer friends with his then ex at the time. I mean, again, that felt very natural and very necessary just to kind of protect myself and keep myself sane rather than wondering like, oh, could I have done this? And could the behavior have been like different? No, I, I think I learned early on that I can only control what I can do. And yeah. if I have come to a point of considering someone like either an ex or if I don't want to like, you know, continue communication, then it's kind of hard for me to come back to a state of uh, embraceiveness. But once yeah. I've reach that level of like, okay, done. Whatever. It's hard to transition from having those heightened romantic feelings into just a cordial relationship with someone where you don't care about what's happening in their life. Yeah. I cannot imagine how difficult it must be, especially for married couples who go yeah. through divorce. It's like, they. I remember you had mentioned several episodes ago where it's like going through a breakup is like losing your best friend. Yeah. And I mean, especially in married couples where they're like, you know, however many years they have together, decades even, it's like that adjustment has to be so tremendous. And yeah. in that instance, wanting to keep in touch with the ex, especially if there are kids involved, like mm. that kind of has to be part of the equation in order to, at least for the kid's sake, in my mind, I have not been in that situation. I have not gone through yeah. that. So I'm just kind of hypothesizing at this point. But Yeah, I guess it is. It is. I didn't even think about that with divorced couples who have kids, I guess the intention is always to remain as cordial as possible and sometimes even remain friends, especially if there's a new significant other involved. And, you know, if I was dating someone who is divorced and has kids and has a great relationship with his ex-wife, I don't know how I'd feel because number one, I'd be happy that, you know, at least his kids have like a smooth transition. They have, you know, the parents who they don't have to like, you know, worry about their parents not getting along or it being awkward. But then at the other hand, I'm like, I'd feel like I'd be a little worried um, just because, you know, I got trust issues. So yeah, my parents are divorced and I would not describe them as pals. <laughs> oh, no. So maybe that's why I'm so uh, pessimistic on exes being friends. <laughs> So I'm curious, how did Brian, has he responded to her or how has he gone about, you know, responding to this ex that wanted to get coffee with him? This was years ago. So I can't remember oh. exactly what he said. If it was like an out of town situation, like deflected it, or if he like blames it on me and said that he wasn't comfortable, but I've definitely blamed things on Brian before. Like I have had exes or like ex situationships reach out in the past and like want to get coffee and I've like had to say like my boyfriend's not comfortable with that, which is always like really fun to be like to your ex. Like, well, I'm so sorry, but like the person who I've moved on with is not comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that pretty much sums it up, right? I mean, we all seem to have varying opinions on can exes be friends? Yeah. But I think the consensus is definitely just a desire for honesty on both sides. and Intentions, yeah. And yeah, setting clear intentions, letting that guide the way rather than letting like, 
deceitful behavior, manipulative words get in the way of having a happy relationship. If they can be friends, and that's a really clear indicator of you being over the relationship, I will say that. Because I do know one couple that had been together for four years, and they are now like in a very normal friendship where I feel like they can hang out with their friends and they can be really happy for each other when that person moves on. But I would say that that was because they were really like mutually over the relationship when it ended. You know what? That's what I thought um, my college relationship was. I thought it was mutually agreed upon for this um, breakup, but then I was told that it wasn't. And that was very recent. So really yeah. recent. Yeah. So I've been friends with this guy for, I guess now it's been six years since we broke up. And very recently he said it, it was a one-way thing and he still had feelings for me ever since the breakup. So thank God in college. Whoa. Yeah. Right. That really came out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, how did you feel about that? Yeah. I just, okay. I don't like turning people down and I don't know how to say no. And I don't want to hurt people's feelings. So I haven't really been as clear as I should have been, but I know it's going to come soon where I'm going to have to just figure out what I want and be clear because kind of sucks to be in the other person's shoes. Does he live in LA? Like, would it be feasible even? Lives back home. Oh, nice, nice. continent. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to ask if you went on any dates in Chicago. No, I didn't. It would have been really hard because, you know, Chicago is a small city. So I would have definitely, my dad would have been, you know, walking down the street. Mm. Maybe past me if I was having dinner with someone. Um, so no, I was more focused on family and it was just really nice to not have to think about dating or you know, be sad about someone or just, it was just really nice to not think about a significant other and just fully focus on my family. I mean, I'm going on a date tomorrow. I, I would feel like it's a date, um, but it's definitely a date on Thursday. It's exciting. Okay. I'm not going to say what it is or whatever, because I feel like I'm going to jinx it. So I'm just going to uh, be a little quiet about it until maybe a few years down the road when, you know, we know for sure. A few years? I'm going to be asking you about that next episode. I was about to say, yeah. I think next You're going to ask me on Thursday <laughs> or <it's> Friday. <laughs> yeah, good luck next year. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what? I was really quiet about my New York relationship and I did not tell anyone for maybe a year. And I don't know how that worked out for me because, you know. And now you're a host on a dating podcast. So yeah, as the single one. So sucks to be me. (laughs) Well, anywho, it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Please like us and subscribe to us on Damsels in the DMs on all platforms. And if you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. And definitely send us any questions or anything that you want to know from any of us send us a DM because we want to talk to you guys and get to know more of you. Yeah, any topics that you want us to talk about in host episodes or letters that you have to read on guest episodes, we want to hear it all. Or even guests that you want to see us have on the pod. Tell us who you want. for sure. (laughs) All right, well, until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.